Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Auto Context. If you're wondering, wow, it's Ashley. She's doing introduction again? I thought she was fired. And they were just putting her AI voice into the podcast. But no, just like a horny ex-boyfriend, I always come back. So, you know, here I am. <laughs> Sorry, goodness. I'm trying not to laugh. But yeah, uh, here I am. And this week, as always, I have my co-host, Adriana. Hello, everyone. This is uh, the AI chat GPT version of Walker AC. So per the AI, I, I am programmed to say, and to you, my friends, yes, you are my friends. Welcome to the Out of Context podcast. Yeah, yeah we're going we're gonna to talk about him doing that intro that he's not supposed to say on this podcast anymore. So he's going to be grounded. Um, we're going to talk about how long the grounding is going to be. And then uh, returning guest, which is basically we have just decided he's just uh, he's going to be another co-host of ours. Uh, it, and the reason why I started laughing, because he was trying not to laugh, is Dakota. Hello, everybody. Oh, that, that's him, all right. It, it was his fault <laughs> where I, I couldn't keep it because I saw his reaction. I was like, damn. You are a professional. You should be able to act under duress. I, when have I ever made the impression that I am a professional? First of all, <laughs> um, this is not the podcast where I would show that my professionalism, like ever. Uh, but I don't know, like I don't know if we've really talked about it, like in detail. Uh, people are probably wondering, where's Becky? What happened to Becky? Did we finally kill her? Did we send her back to the camp to get, you know, institutionalized or whatever you want to call it? Uh, did we part ways? Uh, did she get abducted by aliens finally? No, none of these. Uh, Becky's taking a hiatus. Uh, with it being the holidays and the year end, everyone's like under stress and doing stuff with their families. So Becky's focusing on, on these things and she's just like, I'll get back to you when I get back to you. But everything's all good. It's just, again, it's the year and stuff and we all be a bit busy besides the three of us apparently. Like we have nothing else going on. Um, so yeah, like Dakota has not replaced Becky. Becky will be coming back and Dakota will remain. We're going to work up. We're going to figure out how that's all going to work. But we're going to cross that bridge when we get there. Uh, we might have to take someone out of the equation, like Adrian, or or me, or something. I don't know. Short straw, fight to the death, rock, paper, scissors. It can go either way. Giggity. Ooh, all right. And Adrian is looking down at his phone or something, not paying attention. And he's just sitting there being like, I... I'm just used to actually saying her mind is a bunch of bullshit, and I don't agree with any of it. But I'm just going to sit here and be quiet, because she'll yell at me. Am, am I heading home, Ray? Close. You're very, very close. Now, I'm the originator of all this, so if you get rid of me and weed me out, I'm curious to see how you know you can handle the show. But I have faith. I know you do very well. I know with, with Dakota by your side, or... The returning Becky or anybody else, we tend to drag on this monstrosity of a show. I think, uh, I think you know, the machine will keep on rolling. Oh no! So if you were to go, we would still meet up and do our podcast and do the and do this, but we would just always forget to hit record and never post anything. And then we'll all be like, "Yeah, we had to do a synopsis. Who's doing that? I don't know. I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it either." Basically, we would probably like have conversations that could be worthy of like 10 episodes and none of it will see the light of day because we won't know what the fuck we're doing nope nope see this is why i'm the producer i get all the heat i get all the you know the, the, the angry from from becky threatening my life you know ashley insulting me and everything but it's my job to keep everything together and to produce it and put everything where it needs to be i'll have you know we do that out of love but you do that because we care about you and I was about to say, you get all the love from me, so you know it balances out, kind of. Yeah, Dakota's your teddy bear. He's my he soft. He does be looking like a teddy bear. He's a very passionate, passionate man, so I really do appreciate that. Um, but how are you, Dakota? Welcome back again for another uh, shot on the, uh, the Yada Context show. I am ecstatic to be here. I love I love being here on the show with you guys. It is, it is truly a blessing to have such fun awesome people to say horrible things with what happened the other way exactly <laughs> so shall we dive into it folks shall we get into it we have two more episodes before the end of the year and 
trying to make these a doozy. The last episode we did got a whole lot of uh, positive reviews. Nothing really negative. I'm really shocked about that. No one got angry about my OnlyFans rant. No one got angry about, you know, um, uh, Dakota's, you know, multiple definitions of simp. And, of course, Ashley's uh, talking about the variety of ways to properly take a picture of her butthole. That got over very well. So we're going to go for another, uh, you know, like two for two here. So two things. One, I don't even remember the butthole thing. Um, but, like, the thing is, like, part of me could be like, you could easily be making that up. Or that could really be something I said and I just don't have a memory. <laughs> um, and then the second thing is, hi, Ashley, how are you doing? Since I asked Dakota how he's doing. I'm doing fine. Thanks, Adrian. <laughs> <laughs> Ashley, how are you doing? No, it's too late. Fuck you. Go on, go on with your subjects and your topics and your conversations. I'll be salty this episode. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, yeah. This will um, be a good one, folks. I, I had a good nap in today. Uh, I, had a, I had a blast with doing stuff yesterday night. Uh, I don't know if we want to make room for small talk where I can talk about my night last night. Or, or we just continue on the show and just talk about stuff. See, now she put that out there in the universe, so too late, bring it on. I mean, that's your subconscious way of wanting to talk about it, so out with it. Okay, so people that are familiar with our previous show, uh, The Root of All Ashley, we had a guest on there named Jeffrey, who is one of my best friends. And Jeffrey and I, we try to hang out as often as we do, but work, life, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, so about a month ago was my birthday, uh, he wasn't able to attend it, uh, and then so he's like, let me make it up to you, and we're going, like, I'm going to take you to the Orlando Museum of Art, and we're going to go see the Nutcracker at the Dr. Phillips Center, this is all in Orlando. I was like, sold, because this is stuff that we do together. And so, get there, Museum of Art, I think it's decent, uh, a lot, I'm not an art appreciator, like, I like the stuff where it's historical. You see a lot of work put into something. And then I'll see paintings that looks like a five-year-old did it. Or it's just a frame with, like, a, the texture of a wall. Like, texture of, like, a regular wall behind you, and it's painted blue. And I'm like, what? that? And people pay money for that. That stuff I don't get. Uh, and I think it's ridiculous, but... Again, I see something where it literally took probably months of work to go into something. That's different for me. Uh, so we did that, finished it up quicker than we expected. We pretty much had four hours to kill until we had to go until we went to go watch this ballet. We found a bar. <laughs> we found a bar. It's called it's called the Stubborn Mule. Their drinks are amazing. I should say if you're ever in Orlando or you're you live local to where Adrian and I are, and just Google the Sever Mule, downtown Orlando. Their drinks are amazing. Their food's amazing. Uh, but yeah, we basically sat there for three, three and a half hours having drinks. He kept it simple. He had his wine. I was having martinis. I completely lost track of how many I had, but I was keeping my cool. I was a little tipsy, but I was keeping my cool. Uh, and then comes to the end of it, and I'm initially telling the bartender two separate tabs. And he's just like, no, 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 this is for your birthday. I'll pay for all of it. And I said, Jeffrey, you know me. You know I've been having drinks. I don't even remember how many drinks I've had. Are you sure you want this? And he's hesitating. He's like, oh, shit, yeah, that's right. He's like, uh, yeah, yeah, no, it's for your birthday, yeah. And I was like, all right. And the bartender, I guess even she wasn't paying attention because she only charged four of my drinks. And I had minimum six. And I'm like, I'm, oh, but who am I to question it? I wasn't going to say anything. Uh, it's been pouring down raining all weekend because we have a storm going through Florida. I don't have an umbrella. So and going out into the rain to get back to my car so we can drive over to the theater uh, kind of sobers me up a little bit. When I get there, each floor, they have at least two or three bars for each floor. Nice. Uh, I had a few cranberry vodkas. They make them pretty strong and spicy. I was feeling it, Mr. Krabs. It was very hard for me to pay attention to the nutcracker because I'm like zoning out and I'm thinking, 
wow, that's a lot of people in tights. And I, I'm not focusing on the, the Nutcracker ballet, the, the music. I'm just trying to focus. But, yeah, I'm zoning out. So I'm snacking up popcorn, a gingerbread cookie. And I'm like, and then you have the usher that's, like, right near us, so I can't do anything stupid. And we go to intermission. Got to pee, do all that business. And get more drinks. So, yeah, that was that was pretty much my night uh, up until so it plays over. We're like, oh, let's go to a nearby hookah lounge because we can smoke a little, sober up before we have to leave, all that fun stuff. We're like, we're going to walk there. He has an umbrella. Nice. It's pouring down rain, and it's windy as fuck, where the umbrella is going backwards, inside out. At this point, we're probably a block away from where he's parked and where I've parked. And I look at the GPS for the walking distance to where we're trying to go. Ten minute more, ten minute further walk. We're both soaked at this point. I'm like, and the rain be cold. I'm like, all right, this has sobered me up. Uh, Let's just call it. He's like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I was soaking wet. Like, it's not like, oh, I'm a little wet from the rain. No. Like, Imagine, like, just getting in the shower, fully clothed, and standing there for five minutes. That was me. I'm probably going to be sick this week. Because it's been cold in the rain, and I couldn't have the heat on high enough in my car driving home. But, yeah, that was it. That was my night. It was fun. I got a little choicy with one of my good friends. It was good. It was fun. Well, that sounds it. I mean, uh, anything interesting happened to you, Dakota? Because I do have a little story to tell, as uh, it definitely reminded me of, uh, of what you went through, Ashley. So I'll hand over to Dakota first here. Nope, nothing, uh, nothing really uh, exciting happening, you know, just crazy holiday madness at Walmart or large conglomerate super shopping store. That, the Mart of uh, Walls. The Mart of Walls. The 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 Charmart. I shit. Um, it, it's insane. It's insane. These people have no manners, and I absolutely love my job. I do not envy you because I've worked <laughs> in retail jobs like that. But small story before we get to our topic of hand. Um, a couple of days ago, I uh, went through a couple of minor family incidents. So a friend of mine offered to take me to Orlando to this thing called ice. Now, for those of you, for those of the uninitiated, ice is this thing where, from my understanding, I could be wrong, fact check me folks, um, is where they do these ice sculptures uh, once a year for, for a couple of weeks. So I was invited with the understanding that you're gonna go to this, to this place, in like, a, like a hotel, like a resort, and it's a whole separate thing. You walk inside, and it's all ice sculptures. So I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll go, give it a shot, <clears throat> excuse me, and take a look around. So she let me know that it's going to be cold and the company will give you jackets to put on, insulated jackets to put on so you won't be that cold. I'm like, ice sculptures really can't be that cold. But no, come to find out, it's below zero. It's like negative below 10. So. I walk in and you get your tickets, you get everything going, and give me one second here. There's like no noise in the background here. Now, I keep saying this repeatedly, but it's gonna happen. We're gonna be on Twitch and you get to see our lovely faces. So I'm just going to describe to you what's happening. I'm gonna break into continuity here for a second. I'm gonna tear down the fourth wall. As I'm trying to tell this story, as I'm trying to tell this story, Ashley is pointing and making all these frantic, frantic movements. And Dakota's looking at her like, what are you doing? But come to find out, she's pointing at his cat in the background. So instead of paying attention... I was trying not to be rude. Instead of paying attention to my story, she's trying to focus on his cat. I swear, I was paying attention... And I happened to just look up. <laughs> no, don't you block the focus from me. I swear I'm going to pay attention. I swear. I swear. I will pay attention. Just let me see the thick focus. Okay, cool. Uh, no, I swear. I was listening to you. I just happened to glance and I see him. 
as as the my world always stops when I see thick fungus. I love that cat. <laughs> Where next time I go to Orlando, not Orlando to New York, I'm like I'm spending my whole time just hanging out with Dakota just so I can be around thick fungus. Um, but continue. It was he doesn't get to be really cold because it's ice sculptures, which is um, it's ice coming really cold. But yes, go on. Don't be mean. I'm so sorry. I love you. The joys of doing a podcast with Ashley. <laughs> to continue. So, we walk in. She's done this before. So, she gets her jacket. I get my jacket. I put everything on. I get a cap. I don't have gloves. Because I'm in Florida. I don't need gloves. No big deal. We walk in. I kid you not. Florida weather. It's a little bit chilly outside because of the rain. No big deal. It's still close to 80 outside. So it goes from 80 degrees to below 10 within a matter of three seconds. Instantly, I freeze. I feel my testicles go up to my, up to my throat for a second. It took me a couple seconds just to get acclimated to the cold weather. And it's one of these cold weathers to where you can't even finish a sentence. I'm looking around, I'm like, wow, this is pretty, fuck, it's cold. Okay, and I just keep on seeing, fuck, it's cold. Not really paying attention to people around me who are bundled up taking pictures. Now, the exhibit itself is ice sculptures all about the peanuts. Snoopy, Linus, you know, everything else. So you go into each room and there's ice sculptures of the peanuts. You know, like the dance, the school, stuff like that. And the wind is literally blowing in your face the whole entire time because they have to keep each room cold below 10, below 15, just keep the ice sculptures the way they are. Now, of course, you can't touch anything. You can take pictures, take videos, but you can't touch anything. Um, there is an ice slide you can slide down if you wanted to, but each room was just insanely cold. But the pictures of Snoopy and Linus and everything was really, really nice. I'll send you guys pictures off air. And <clears throat> the whole exhibit was tremendous, but your nose would start running instantly. Your nose will start running, your face will get cold, your hands will get cold. But people were having a good time. Everyone's having a good time but me because I felt icicles where, where, where my nose used to be. And, yeah, it was cold. It was extremely cold. The exhibit was only maybe like a half hour. I mean, you walk through each door and you take pictures of everything. You listen to the peanuts and stuff like that. But it was really good. It's, it was an experience, and I recommend anybody, anybody doing it. Just be prepared for the cold. So that's my little, that's my little story right there. So now I just love you. Just what? I love how like you know you and I can complain about the cold, and then you got Dakota over there where he lives in a basically tundra like state, and he's just like, you were merely adopted by the cold. I was born in it, molded <laughs> by it. I didn't see warmth until I was dead. <laughs> so. Funnily enough, in, um, so born in Colorado, right? If you didn't like the weather in Colorado, wait an hour. Because it would go from being negative 10 to 90 degrees. Just, I, just like that. No, thank you. I it, can it's like if New York and Florida had a baby that just was on crack. <laughs> uh, I can concur. Uh, I lived in Vail for a while. So uh, I, I understood how everything was and how cold it was, and then it gets African hot, then back to cold. Uh, so the topic for today, folks, something light. We're not going to talk about pronouns or anything because that was wonderful. Um, simple thing. <laughs> when in your youth did you first see your first rated R thing? Whether it be rated R movie where you saw nudity, a magazine, yes, millennials had magazines back then of naked people, um, and or somebody subjected you to an, uh, an adult film. So I'll lean up and I'll start with Dakota. What, you know, what, what, what do you think, sir? I'd have to say my, my first legitimate time, and it was, I'm going to shock, I'm going to shock everybody here. It was, I can't remember exactly, I think... First ever one was a was a Playboy was a Playboy magazine. This was this because I grew up in the generation that I grew up with the internet. I wasn't I didn't exist. The internet did not already exist as I did. I grew up 
as it fruitioned into what it is today, the, the horrible battle green that it is. And, um, who was it? I think it was... I can't exactly remember. It was it was a um, it was a brunette woman, but I was confused at first as to what it was, and obviously I wasn't going to tell my parents, you know, because it 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 was my dad's. My dad had a collection of them, and I found this one just strewn about somewhere, and I took it and I hid it in my room, and I treasured that for many years. Hmm. Uh, and now did that did that set the tone for you as you know you saw this particular magazine you wanted to go out of your way to to find more or you were just happy with that one thing and and then life went on nope nope i i slowly but surely acquired more of them as time went on i the playboys were great but then i discovered penthouses and honestly so you know the meme of like Guys will only read them for the articles. There are so many useful things in a penthouse magazine. They, there's, there was an article in one on how to properly cook risotto. Another one was how to drive a manual car. It was just like things that men need to know. And it was crazy stuff. They had ads for all types of cool, like, like Marlboro stuff and everything. Stuff I definitely shouldn't have been looking at it at, at my age, but you know... I feel like it was it literally praising. <laughs> it was a coming of age moment. Get it? Um, but no, and I I don't have any more now. I don't have any more now. But I at some point I may I may start collecting again. Not not for the for the nudity, but just for the. The nostalgia of it, I want to say, because it's not all about, you know, the women involved in it. It's more so about everything they had to do because they had current events. It was it was a great way to get to know things about the world without actually going into the world. Hmm. Okay. And Ashley? Uh, I'm trying to think of, like, my first interaction. But the thing is, is that I was not monitored as a child. Um... I'm really trying to think. Like it was probably something recorded. I think it was probably a horror movie, uh, because in all almost all horror movies, you always have some chick with her tits out uh, in some type of sex scene or something. So I know it was definitely a movie. But again, I'm a child under the age of ten, five between five and ten, and I'm watching Adult Swim, South Park. Um, oh. It was like an adult TV channel, not like with porn, but it's like the animated shows and stuff like that. Uh, like, what was it, Stripperella? Like, I remember that one. I'm watching, like, I learned about sex through Austin Powers. I am not joking. This is me, not me being silly. I actually did not know about sex until I watched Austin Powers. Uh, again, I was never monitored. My parents did not watch me to see what I was watching and probably if they did they just didn't pay attention to like what I was or they didn't care or all the above uh not saying that my parents didn't love me or anything it's just there are two people that were never supposed to be parents uh and they know because I've told them this before but I love anyway um so I from a very young early age I stumbled across stuff and I was very aware of what this stuff was and I was very well aware that when my parents were like, oh, turn up the TV, kids, where uh, mom and dad are going to go do some work. And, um, and me, like, my head's like, they're going to bone. Like, I already know what they're doing. They're going to bone. Uh, when adults would try to dance around the topic, I would be a kid like, oh, you beat sex, right? And they're like, like, yeah. So I kind of got, I guess that, you know, brings to where my, where I am with my sense of humor and, not a lot of things phase me because I got put into that stuff at a very young age and it, it became just kind of like a normal thing for me to see, watch and hear before the age of 10. <laughs> for me, it wasn't a magazine. It wasn't a, an adult film, but I was watching a movie with my mother I watched a movie called Bachelor Party with Tom Hanks. And this was an old movie. The synopsis of the movie 
was Tom Hanks is going to get married. He had a fiance. He's going to get married. And they had a problem because he's going to have a bachelor party. His fiance was worried that, that, she's, that he's going to do all this weird debauchery stuff, but he wasn't, but his, all of his friends did. And she's going to have her bachelorette party. So me being, what, eight or nine, not knowing anything from Adam, I watched the comedy. I would laugh at the comedy stuff, but the nudity stuff made me feel uncomfortable because my mother is right there. So you would see boobs and butts and everything, and I would just kind of sit there sheepishly, just staring straight ahead, you know, wondering if I'm going to get smacked or had a stern talking to, but it just didn't happen. So, you know, we'd be watching TV and turn on HBO and then watch a movie and there, there's the violence, there's a nudity, there's the sexual situations and stuff like that, and nobody would bat an eye. You know, because I believe, I could be wrong, I believe my mother wanted just to normalize it and not make it such a big thing. And I remember we watched one movie, I can't think of the name of it, but uh, a gentleman fell in love with this, with this young lady and she taught him the ropes, basically. And it was full frontal everything. And come to find out, it was his best friend's mother. So that was a humongous exchange in the movie, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, mom just watched the movie next to me without saying a word. And it was the same way for action movies, horror movies, you name it. Just watched it, didn't say a word, didn't talk about it, movie was over, on to the next thing. So that was my first exposure to that. Um, I'll piggyback on Dakota and we'll go to something else. Um, but like, say for example, magazines. Never had them. Um, I would... I would hang out with my friends and we'd hang around like parking lots or buildings and we see like, you know, like bums ditching magazines. We flip through those and just laugh at them, you know, because it wasn't really a big deal. You know, the whole boob thing threw me off. So I'm like, okay, that's pretty cool. I want to see more of that. <laughs> and I didn't really care about anything else because I, and my young brain, a vagina didn't exist. I didn't know what it was. I didn't want to know what it was because it looked freaking gross. I'll stick with the boob thing. And I was good with that. But yeah, that was, that was my first exposure to it. Um, so to go to something else similar to that, and I'll start with Ashley here. When was the first time you said your bad word? And how did it feel to say it? Or was it just something normal to you when you were younger? Uh, again, something normal to me. Um... I, I, again, obviously when we're talking about this, all this stuff pertains to me being a kid uh, between five to ten. Because uh, I heard it a lot because my parents were the type of people that screamed and cussed each other out in front of the children and everything in the home. Um, so I learned this stuff pretty early on and then stuff I was watching, I learned about it. Um, I would have friends that clearly didn't really know much about but they understood what was supposed to be a bad word. And I would teach my friends these bad words, which ultimately would get them in trouble with their, with their parents. But luckily these would be friends that never snitched on me. These were like the real ones because parents, I have yet to meet anyone's parents that did not like me because I'm always pretty respectful and I'm a good person around. Like I, I show that respect. Uh, even when I have friends that like have parents that could easily talk shit like the rest of us, it's that respect thing that it's still hard for me to get over that wall and it takes time for me. But anyway, so I'm teaching friends and they're like, oh my God, uh, uh, shit. And I'm like, yeah, you got this. Uh, so I can't ever really remember like how I felt. I've ever felt sneaky and been like, oh my God, I'm so silly. I just said that word. So it's just, uh, I kind of acknowledged Obviously, I, if I, I would slip up a first word here and there, get in trouble by my parents, my mom would smack me, and it would be like, you can't say stuff like that. I'm like, great, noted. So I learned when I could and couldn't say it, which was basically around adults. Uh, and I, it's not like I swore a lot as a kid, nothing like that. Uh, I actually really don't even swear that much as an adult. Uh, like, I guess... I say ass, damn, hell. That to me, those don't seem like cuss words at, at this point for me. Um, but saying the word fuck, 
I actually am not a big fan of that word. Um, I only really say it like when I'm mad, I guess. But it's not a word I like to throw around. I, I couldn't explain why. But yeah, it's just not a word I throw around. And Dakota? Yeah. So the earliest had to have been, and my mom, my mom tells the story because I don't actually remember doing this. I want to say I was around five or six, roughly, and my mom went to cut my hair. It was about the length it is now, and when I was younger, I was, I had very feminine features. People kept mistaking me for a girl, so my mom thought, okay, I'll cut his hair, and then we won't have an issue. Apparently, I was, I, I was a sailor in my past life because I said so many swear words and some my mom didn't even know at the time <laughs> and i was i was just this this cute little kid just mouthing off just swearing up a storm and from that point it i never really like sought out to say them because i knew they were bad but i think once i hit like 16 17 it started to become like morally acceptable amongst my parents because in my life i had seen some things things that happened to me so they kind of you know let go a little with like the strictness as to my vocabulary because they know they knew i understood what the words meant and i would only use them if they were necessary for the situation so i i'm on the opposite end of the spectrum as to ashley i use the word fuck far too much it's it's it i i it's it's it, like 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 spongebob said it's a sentence enhancer <laughs> it's it's everything it's a verb it's a noun it's it's a description it's it's everything but from a young age i I suppose I was familiar with the words, but I didn't blatantly use them a lot when I was younger. I mean, every once in a while, you know, it would slip out if I was, you know, fuming about something. But for the most part, I didn't really exceed in using them when I was younger. And even now, it's it's only on occasion. Like, if, if the situation calls for it, I'll use it. If not, I, I feel like I can orate quite eloquently when I want to. Other than that, I sound like a babbling idiot. Hmm. I remember my first customer curse word I said shit for the first time as a little kid and I felt now the, these new terms right now I felt empowered after saying shit for the first time I, I couldn't believe I said it now I didn't say it in front of my mother or any adults I would say it in front of my friends you know because it was it was a cool thing to do back then because I'm so old now um, but yeah as you get older you really don't use as much because it's it's kind of passe you know, you can say all the bad words you want around adults, and it's really no big deal. It's like pass the water kind of thing. Um, but, so, I have a follow-up. And then we'll, once again, we'll bounce on to something else. And I'll start with Dakota. We'll go reverse this time. Do you believe in curse words? Do you believe there's, do you believe there are bad words? Now, I'm not going to go to the extreme and talk about racist words, but I'm talking about bad words, like curse words, like fuck and shit and stuff like that. Do you believe those are bad words, or do you believe that there's bad intentions behind them? I personally believe it has everything to do with inflection and how the person saying it means it. Means it. The word, so shit, for instance, like I hear it probably. A thousand times a day at my place of employment and it's used in so many different ways it's used in so many different ways oh this shit this shit's awesome that's shit you know i don't feel like i again i'm gonna like bounce back to last episode person to person you're always going to offend somebody no matter what way you're saying something or what words you use some way you are going to offend somebody if they can't handle the word shit, they don't want to know half of the other words I say. Um, but I don't think that there are actually, for like the normal brand of curse words, 
it, it's it's all in how you use them. I mean, if you have negative intentions behind them, like if you, if you call somebody a fucking asshole, then you know that directed specifically towards a person that that could have some negative drawbacks, you know, and some not good, not good. Using using it in a negative way towards another person, not good. But if you're just using it in a situation to describe something, like. I, I don't feel like it's 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 as bad. It's as bad as it could be. Okay, I agree, Ashley. So for me, I guess like I kind of agree with Dakota to to an extent. Uh, like I I don't believe behind the myth that you know you saying a curse word is bad. Uh, if actually what's considered curse words, which is the typical swear words. Uh, like socially, you know, you know that they're just they're considered curse words and bad words. Where I'm more of a superstitious person, where I don't have strong beliefs, but I have been raised with those superstitions, like you know, uh, don't walk under a ladder. Um, if I spill salt, I always throw it over my shoulder right afterwards. Like I do. So to me, that's like, or I don't speak things into existence. I don't like to. Uh, it could be coincidence. It could be higher power. Or anything. I don't like to do that because there's times I've said things and spoken to existence and they end up happening. Uh, and that was not great. So I believe in that there is power behind words. Uh, so you can, so like when you're just talking and you're angry and you're using the typical swear words, I don't think anything about it. But when you throw meaning behind it and you're actually cussing somebody out and you're calling them derogatory names and uh, slurs, uh, like, uh, based on their sexuality, anything, that then it's like, I don't, I don't like that. I don't like to do that towards people, no matter how much, I might call someone like a fucking idiot, but as in something, like, I would consider red zone type of words towards someone, I don't do that. Um, uh, I, I, I guess there's just a level of respect I have. Even that person's garbage. It's just the respect for myself. I should clarify. Uh, but yeah, so I think it's the power that you have behind words that you want to do, like how you want to do and act. But as in like, going further than that, not, not so much. Okay. I don't believe in bad words. I believe in bad intentions. I believe in bad people but I don't believe in bad words. Because there's, I've always had this debate for many years with a family member to where they would say, don't say that word. As an adult, you know. As a kid, of course, whole another story, but as an adult, they would say, don't say that word. And I would say, why not? Well, because it's a bad word. And I would say, who says? You know, please show me where it's a bad word. Even in the Bible, multiple different versions show me where saying shit is a bad word or fuck is a bad word. And that argument would never, you know, uh, would never evolve because it would start with, I feel. And like I mentioned before in a past podcast, the moment you say, I feel in an argument, it's done. You can't go any further because you can't argue feelings. Um, but once again, you could say these words all you want because they're just words. It's just the intentions that, that are behind them. I can say clean this shit up and that's nothing. Or I can say you're a piece of shit and once again, there's bad intentions behind that. You know, it's just words. It's how people take them. It's how people create the, you know, uh, the, the scenarios around them to make them into bad words. Because as I put a cap on this particular subject is, once again, what is a bad word? Who created these bad words? After they were created, who said they were bad? That's one of the main things you know, that people think that, you know, that people really should think about, but it's so inconsequential, it really doesn't, really doesn't matter. But it's one of those little, little things I think about. You know, because who said this word is bad? Who says that word is bad? You know, I mean... How can you control words? You just really can't. But once again, just kind of backtracking, you know, it is it is the intentions behind them that makes them that makes them bad. 
long dramatic pause from, from the audience. <laughs> I was I was about to say um I I have to agree with Adrian there and it it goes be it it's the power that people give the words also. Like I've been called every name under the sun possible, even some that don't necessarily apply to me, like don't apply to me at all. I've been called in in my time at my job and I don't give the words any power because it 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 doesn't matter. So they said it in a moment of anger and if they truly meant it then that's that's on them, but I don't see the need to let it ruin the rest of my life because they had one bad day. I agree. Uh, anything on your end Ashley before we go to the next one? No, not really. Kind of my like basically my opinion kind of goes hand in hand. What what is that smile for? No, I'm You did like a smirk. No, I'm listening to like, what you're saying. <laughs> well, my opinion kind of goes hand in hand between what the two of you said, so just like uh, I, I kind of feel I, it's not like a pride thing where I'm like, oh yeah, like I'm trying to be the cool kid, and it, no, this stuff matters. It's just it's very much not something I'm used to, um, or I don't know. It's just, it's so hard for me to explain like where my point of view is coming from this. So, yeah, we just go ahead and move on to the next. Well, I mean, this is why we have these kind of, you know, topics and conversation. Because it's easy to make the dick and fart jokes. You know, but it's a whole lot better to have just interesting discussions just to provoke thought and, and whatnot. And, of course, yours truly come up with these weird topics that just I get weird looks for. So, it's okay. Um, Dakota, do you have anything to contribute? Any, any topics? Any questions you have here? A statement, and then I'll try and come up with a topic. <laughs> All right. Dying is easy. Comedy is hard. But understanding each other is impossible. I agree. Well, comedy is quite subjective, and unfortunately, there is no such thing as stand-up anymore because everybody and their grandmother gets offended. Mm-hmm. Or they get smacked. Okay, so since Ashley said that, I... Has anybody ever had, we're going to get, we're going to delve back into a little bit of a serious note here. I did not, we did not discuss this prior, so this is going to come out there. What was the most serious altercation, either a fight or an act of violence against you that you have ever had? Or in general, like, let's broaden it a little bit, or narrow it kind of, the last physical altercation you remember having. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, Ashley, I'll toss this to you because I have to take a few minutes to think about this one. Um, like, so, um, so you're having like a fight, like physical aggression, mm-hmm. like that. So really, I, this was probably back when I was like maybe like 1920-ish. Uh, I've never been much of a fighter scrapper because uh, I've always been like, I use my words and my, my brain to get myself out of situations because... Uh, I've always grown up where all it takes is one bad punch and someone hits their head the wrong way, going to jail the rest of your life. Or prison, I should say. Um, so I try to avoid, uh, from a young age, I've always avoided that. Um, but I guess, uh, yeah, I was like 19, 20, I was at a club, and I was there with a guy. Nothing serious, but I'm a territorial person, I'm a Scorpio, um, even though it doesn't really mean anything, but just to describe my personality, I am a territorial person. And if I'm there with someone, that's the person they're there with me with. Now, if the guy's just like, hey, I don't want to be with you. I'm going to go check out some other chick. All right, cool. Uh, so with a guy, gone on like a handful of dates with, and we're having fun. And then there's a girl that keeps trying to talk to him. And at first, I'm not bothered by it. Okay, whatever, they're talking. And she's trying to be more flirty with him. And, you know, he tells her, you know, he's here with somebody. And I'm like, yeah, he's here with me. Not being a bitch or anything. He's like, yeah, he's here with me, girl. Just like, yeah, he's here with me. I'm like, and she's like, okay, yeah, no problem. She walks away. That was the end of it. I go get some drinks, and I see that she's back on him again. And, like, she's trying to dance into him. And, like, obviously him being a dude, he's into it. But at the same time, he's trying not to get in trouble with me. So I come back over. I'm like, you know, excuse me. Fuck, you're doing and she was really pretty tipsy, all that stuff. Uh, to make a long story short, things escalated. Um, 
is she shoved me first. And I was raised by my dad. Like, he did not encourage to fight, but, like, basically don't start a fight, but you could fucking finish it. And that's what I did. She shoved me, and I punched her. Because, like, at this point, I'm pretty I'm fucking heated, and don't put your hands on me. So I punched her. Uh, everything else is, like, kind of a blur. Like, you know, obviously, we're... Like, we're joking it out, we're on the floor, I'm pulling her hair, I'm dra- like, I'm dragging her, she's getting hits in with me. Uh, and then we end up getting separated by the club bouncers, and we got thrown out. So, um, like, I think it was kind of like a mutual thing, because I'm not a fighter, but my ass didn't get kicked either. Uh, so, I made her, like, feel some pain, she, she got some good punches in with me. Um, but I went home with the guy still, so fucker. <laughs> and other, other altercations. I can talk about things where I came close to physical. Uh, and that's like multiple, multiple times. Uh, some stories I told on the podcast already. Uh, but things, it's just like, I guess the biggest thing is when I'm mad and I'm extremely mad, don't back me in a corner. Don't give me my space. Uh, I... Like, don't back me in an emotional corner, because I will hurt your feelings. I will make you cry. I will make you, like, to the point that you're going to need to see therapy after I'm done with you. Uh, if you don't back me in a physical corner, don't get in my space. Even if I'm in a good mood, I don't like people in my space. Uh, it's just... So, when things get heated and those things happen, yeah, I'm not ready to swing at you. Like, I'm trying to avoid it, or I'll back up, and I'll even say, please back up, I don't like this. And people will continue to do that. I'm like, I'm going to punch you in your throat if you do that one more fucking time. Like, even at work, as much as professional as I am and respectful, you always have those people that, like, when they're talking to you, they feel like they have to be right in your face when they're explaining something to you. And politely, I would usually take up a step or two back and still watch and listen to them. And they feel like they have to step closer. And then I back away. And then when they try to step closer, I'm like, I hold out my hand to respectfully be like, don't fucking do that. So we're now we're the third time, and I say, hey, excuse me, but I, I don't I don't feel comfortable with the closeness. And then people get a little, like, shit-faced or shitty about it. And I'm like, listen, man, if I wasn't on the clock right now, we'd be having a completely different conversation. But I'd be nice. I'm just telling you. Can I fucking space? But yeah. Yeah. Dakota? The last time I, and this was, it was kind of one-sided, but kind of not, so I was, it was ninth grade in school, in school, I was, um, it was, I had just gotten off the bus, and I had some type of disagreement with a kid who was two grades above me, and who was a deplorable human being all the way around, and for whatever reason, he decided as soon as we got off the bus that he was going to punch me in the face. Now, I, as, as my parents have taught me, you know, if somebody hits you, hit, hit them back. If they start it, you know, finish it. I had not quite yet hit my growth spurt, so I was still around, like, 5'7", five, 5'8". Five, I wasn't fully developed to the, to the big, broad person I am. I was still strong, though. So, instead of taking it out on him... I went over to a row of mailboxes that were at the bottom of the driveway where we lived, because he lived in trailers over there, I lived in a house over there. Four mailboxes with a, you know those big pieces of wood, like the three by three thick, like huge boards? I proceeded to beat the shit out of these mailboxes and just continue one after another, bam, 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 hitting them until I broke that and everybody on the bus saw the bus didn't leave because the bus driver was getting ready to get off and you know talk to us both and have that so the bus driver saw it. every kid that was still on the bus saw it and he saw it and then everybody just left and that for the longest time my left hand what that did it displaced a bone in my wrist so it would it would constantly click and funnily enough like six months ago, my friend was teaching me how to paddleboard. I went to pull myself up on it, and my wrist snapped back into place after almost 10 years of being in the wrong spot from that, from being a dumb kid who 
who should have just hit the bully, but I, I didn't. I didn't. I decided to take it out on property instead of him, which was probably a better idea. I probably would have broken something within him. <laughs> but it, it, that moment taught me a lot about, about being angry and, and how to, how to handle aggression as a person. And it's, it's tough. It's tough because there are days when you, when you, when you don't care, when you just, when you want to let go of, of your intrusive thoughts and your emotions and just say what the hell, but then you have to think about anybody in your life that's counting on you and all that and just snap back. I got really philosophical with this. I am sorry. I am so sorry. But um, I, I try to never get into physical altercations because of that day, because of the amount of damage I did to an inanimate object. Like if that had actually been a person. God, Ashley, your eyes get so wide when he comes in frame, don't they? <laughs> like, ooh, piece of candy. <laughs> but um, uh, for, for, for context, people, um, Thick Bunkus. Yeah, he came into frame. He's yeah, he's such a thick loaf of bread. Okay, cause you, yeah. But um, that was that was the last truly physical altercation I had with somebody, and I I still don't want to to this day because now I've grown. I am no longer, I am no longer short. I am I am six foot two. I am three hundred plus pounds, and I am trying to actively go to the gym. So I am. I am not saying I want to kill somebody, but I am saying that I don't know if I would be able to stop in time to not to. Um, I was always told, just like every other kid, you know, they can talk to you until they're blue in the face. But the moment they put their hands on you, you know, then you do damage to them. And the last almost physical altercation I was in was when I met my former's uh, former's uh, boyfriend, now husband, um, that that the adultery took place of, and I met the young man. And for many, many years, I'm a Zen person, and it's not just a saying. I'm a very Zen person because I realize, you know, as a man, you have to keep control of your emotions, and Dakota can agree, because yes. if if as a man you can't control your emotions, one of two things are going to happen. Either you're going to wind up either dead or wind up in jail. And you can't take a risk of punching somebody in the face because, like Ashley mentioned, you hit someone, they fall down, hit their head, and they die, straight to jail. No matter what, straight to jail. And you have so many people that depend on you and stuff of that nature. And, um, and to, to set the context, I'm six foot. I'm a big black guy. <laughs> I can strike an angry black man face and people will leave me alone, basically. So no one will ever, you know, tease the confrontation. But the confrontation I did have, you know, I almost lost track of my emotions. But, you know, I had to seek the humor in it. Because I looked at the person who I was going to pound into dust. And I looked, I'm like, okay, you know, people are around me. It's just a bad example. And he's smaller than me. So that's not really fair. To do something of the sort. And I'm not going to risk you know, my life, my career, my future because of anger. Uh, anger is a very wasty, you know, anger is a very wasty emotion. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to do that. And, and you know, plus with my demeanor, if anyone physically attacks me, then I just have to kill them. Not to say I'm some badass guy or anything of the sort, but it's just the fight or flight in you because you don't know if someone has the same intention you know, to, to do damage to you because as we're older, no one wants to quote unquote beat you up. You know, they want to do permanent physical harm to you. So it's either them or you. So yeah, my last physical fight was um, almost, uh, a, a, no, not almost physical fight was over a decade ago. As we oh, all sit um, back and reminisce about this, yes. <laughs> Um, I can say the first time someone got physical with me, like in a violent manner, uh, and it wasn't my parents, like you know, punish me, like spankings and whatnot. Uh, I was probably in the pre pre K. Um, at this time, my brother was was in the same elementary school as me because he's four years older, and this is a brother that made enemies very quickly. Like uh, it's a typical male dominance alpha bullshit things in elementary school, um, and it was very well aware that I'm the little sister of him. 
and uh, so cowards and shit, like, if they had a problem with my brother, and my brother has always been a big guy, like, he's always been, like, a tall dude, even going back then, so when you see big dudes, they're usually the primary targets, because people want to show how they kick their ass and whatnot, and then you'd have the cowards that would be too afraid to do that, and instead, go pick on the little sister, which happened multiple times with me. Um, but I remember the first time I got Spartan kicked off of a bus. Uh, I'm like a little kid with my little backpack. Again, I'm in pre-K. Uh, pre- yeah, it's pre-K. And I'm walking up the steps to get onto the school bus. And I remember this kid, he's right there, like where your hand grabbing onto the bars uh, at the very top step and looking down at me. I don't remember what he said clearly. Obviously, it was something towards my brother and the Spartan kick where, you know, this is Sparta and the dude like fucking punts him into a hole. That kid did that shit to me. He kicks me in the chest straight out the bus and I landed. Uh, I'm, I don't know how hurt I was. I don't remember any of that. I just remember laying there and I looked up and it's that typical movie moment when you're looking up and you see like a little circle of people with their heads looking down at you. That happened with me. It was like a combination of other kids and adults. And I don't remember the outcome of it. I don't remember anything else, but that's like the first thing I remember. Like someone got physical with me because of my brother and they fucking Spartan kicked me. And all I can think is like, man, now I wish I remember who that kid was, the name, because We'd have, we're going to have some problems. Um, but, uh, again, and this happened to me throughout elementary school. Uh, and then middle school, when I lived in Ohio for like six months, and that's where they put junior high and high school students together. But, yeah, um, I was always that good kid because I didn't get caught. And people had fucking problems with my brother. And they were little fucking cowards. Let's go bully the little sister that doesn't do shit. Piss me off, man. I'm like, leave me alone. I get mad at arguments with my brothers. Like, stop pissing people off in school. Because they're too afraid to go to you and they come to me. I was I was I was very fortunate that I didn't have any bullies. I was very fortunate. I mean, you know, even though I had this method to speak, I looked the way I did, I dressed the way I did, I was an outcast, you know, a nerd, a geek, whatever you want to call it. I never had any bullies. And I'm grateful that my son never had any bullies. Now, of course, my son is 6'2", almost 300 pounds, so he never had a bully. I never had a bully, so I never had to experience any of that stuff. I mean, people will say things about me, but I would never, it would never get to the physical point, you know, because I took wrestling, and people saw me wrestle and work out, and they would still say things about me, but they would never approach me. So I was, I was lucky. I was lucky in that. And I wish I was as big as you, Dakota. I wish I was. I love that. But yeah, <laughs> it, is, it is both a blessing and a curse because as big as I am because of where I work, for some reason, people feel the need to touch me. For some reason, they'll come up and be like, hey, and I'm like, <laughs> excuse me, <laughs> I'm like, I. I'm, I'm like two and a half feet wide. I'm almost three feet wide and I'm this tall and you want to touch me? I need to get, I need to get different tattoos, man. I need to, I need to like get the skull like tattooed on my face or something. So people stop approaching me. <laughs> oh. Well, I mean, yeah, of course that basic no means no. <laughs> so danger, danger. Don't touch me there. This is my no, no square. <laughs> so, so as we wind down the show, this hour went by extremely fast. Uh, mm-hmm. do, do we do we have anything uh, before we close up shop? Chirp, chirp. Mm, I do not. Uh, <laughs> I am looking forward to having two, three weekends in a row because I work. I literally work banker hours. Uh, so, with Christmas and New Year's both falling on Mondays, three, two, three day weekends back to back, and then probably like what is it like a week to two weeks after that, another three day weekend. And I'm going to Las Vegas, and man, a lot of dumb decisions are going to get made. So this means, uh, Dakota, you are my new co-host. This, this, this is what that means. Huzzah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that's basically it. So uh, uh, it's, I'm excited. 
So as the show comes to a close, uh, Dakota, people want to reach out to you and find you. Where can they go? They can go to either YouTube or TikTok. It is Coda, K-O-D-A, 1996 at both. Come on down. Check it out. Watch me make a fool of myself for the entertainment of others. And Ashley, where can all your fans follow you? Uh, Twitch, Discord, Instagram, Ash Majestics, and that's about it. <laughs> and of course, also, sign up, people. Subscribe to walkerac76.podbean.com. That's walkerac76.podbean.com. Also, give us some love. Go over to Cafe Press forward slash W-A-C-E. The holidays are here. Get some uh, merchandise for Christmas, for the new year, or just any time. And of course, be sure to follow us on 21 free different apps, whether it be Pandora, iHeartRadio, Spotify, anything else in between. That's where you can find the Walker AC experience. Thank you so much for joining us. We have one more show before we bring in the new year of 2024. Stay tuned to the wrap-up show coming up soon. And until then, uh, we have one more thing we have to do. Take it away, Ashley. All right. This is a classic, classic kind of dog doesn't bite. What? What? Hot dog. Oh. Good night. Yep. (laughs)